0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another awesome edition of the Del- Delay of Game podcast with your host, Matt and Witt. As always, it's been another exciting week of football, and I'm ready to talk about some shit. I don't know about you, Matt.
1: I am 100% ready. I beautiful-minded all over this week. It's impressive.
0: I don't think you can use that as a verb. Like It I doesn't can work that way. do
1: anything I want to with my okay. beautiful mind. So when you beautiful
0: mind everywhere, is there a cleanup process after that? Or you just leave it there for other people to deal with?
1: I'm just leaving it. I'm too lazy to clean that up.
0: No, nah, it makes perfect sense. Like you, Just like everything else in your life, you let the lady go get a towel and deal with it on her own.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'm not doing shit. <laughs> it's impressive enough that I could do it. I'm not doing the work afterwards.
0: No, nah, it's true. Like No one expects Einstein to solve
1: all the problems and then clean up after himself so why would would anyone expect that of you exactly and plus you probably don't want me to according to my math you were only like (laughs) two and two on your picks so (laughs) probably better just to let it be for other people he was three and one but i tweeted out incorrectly for all those people who aren't on twitter reading our inspiring and amazing tweets (laughs)
0: <laughs> you know what i'm gonna let it slide again we talked about the uh the quality of your le- education compared to my public school education
1: <laughs> it is found to be lacking private school homeschool. don't want to do that to your children send them to just a basic public school that's where you get it at
0: this falls back to your parenting and i just i'm not gonna say that i think your parents did a wonderful job raising you maybe just not educating you
1: clearly not get a (laughs) refund on my degree apparently
0: there you go all right well then why don't we just kind of jump right into this i mean let's start with uh the afc matchup the pittsburgh steelers
1: versus the baltimore ravens what'd you see so it's a big game for playoff stuff baltimore finally messes up at the end right they've usually been keeping it close pulling it out at the end to get the win they try to go for it with the big two-point conversion fail which is not what we used to usually see. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of what they've been doing, but this time it didn't succeed.
0: So to me, this game was the epitome of their season so to date. Not great defense. Mm-hmm. The offense was doing enough to, to keep you in games. And then a bad throw by Lamar Jackson to Mark Andrews on that two-point conversion loses you the game. I mean, I, th- that's just a microcosm of that team this year. It was crazy. Like their defense couldn't stay off the field. They're giving up too many big plays. That's a a theme that we've been seeing develop over the season completely. Like you've been talking about it.
1: Yeah, we've been bringing that up a lot. And we've been bringing up that, you know, maybe Lamar Jackson isn't playing at his MVP level this year, even though people wanted to say that early on. Now let's give the Steelers some credit. They fought back in the fourth quarter, they were down a bunch and scored 17.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm totally here for you. I'm willing to give credit to uh, to Big Ben and the Steelers. Now, I have some thoughts on that, but I'm going to let you keep going for a second.
1: I was going to say, like, he played well. Kind of his swan song, right? <laughs> Go away, beat this, <laughs> the Ravens one last time. It looks like he's finally stating that, yeah, he's planning to retire. So, nice to have a good game against them.
0: Yeah, I mean, he threw for 236 and he got two touchdowns, which... Is a good game by the standards he's set this season. Exactly. If yeah, like <laughs> because <laughs> if you look, he's only thrown multiple touchdowns in three games this season. the The game against the Ravens, his QBR was like 111. It's only been higher than that one time this season. Like this defense hasn't been great, and the fact that Ben Roethlisberger was able to go in there and take advantage of you that. Doesn't bode well for their postseason look, outlook.
1: No, we're going to keep hounding on this. Expect the Ravens to get bounced early. Regardless of what their record is in their seeding, I don't think they're going to go deep.
0: Yeah. Now, I got to ask, did you see the uh, the play on the first touchdown that uh,
1: Pittsburgh scored by any chance? I did not get a chance to see that. Go ahead and explain it to everyone.
0: Okay. So essentially, it's kind of like a, a crossers route. Uh, Big Ben rolls out to the right. And the DB has no safety help. So he should have good assignment knowledge and good assignment understanding of what's in front of him because he knows he doesn't have any help on the back end. But like we were talking about a few minutes ago, when uh, Big Ben rolls out to the right, the DB gets completely lost in coverage. There's no help on the roof and the uh, receiver goes in for the touchdown wide the fuck open.
1: Oh, I'm watching the highlight right now.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot of that this season—just bad fundamental defense.
1: Oh yeah, they've left so many players just wide open, blown coverage. Usually, what happens with Washington? I've seen that too many times. <laughs> I can recognize it instantly on this. They were all confused, but that's what happened in Miami with Baltimore. Uh, yeah. Miami had a couple just wide open receivers. So yeah, that one down the sideline to extend their
0: uh, their their drive, right? Like. You can't have these things happen, and then now that Marlon Humphreys is gone for the rest of the season, I, that's going to be an even harder, uh even harder thing to try and mask moving forward.
1: It's going to be real tough come playoff time against playoff caliber opponents. Now, yeah, no shit. Two AFC teams looks like they're headed to the playoffs: Chargers wow. versus the Bengals. I'll give it to you; you called this one right. And you know what?
0: I love the fact that I got it right because I've been on the Chargers bandwagon for so long. And when I say so long, I mean like May, which is a long time in football years. Since they drafted but, the Rashawn Slater. Oh, <laughs> let's not <laughs> talk about right that. right on top of that. Let's, let's not talk about that. But <laughs> for everyone who doesn't know, I really want a Rashawn Slater to the Cowboys. We never up going with Micah Parsons, which clearly has worked out to our favor. But Rashawn Slater has been a stud and I wanted him for a reason. But to go back to this Chargers win... This was to atone for that game last week against the Broncos where they got their asses kicked. I felt bad for the Bengals. They were really just this whipping post for the Chargers. They came out and put an ass whooping on them.
1: I was in Prince Cincinnati fought for a bit. They tried really hard. They got within two. And then it looks like I guess they just expended everything and then they just fell apart. And then L.A. pulled away.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this goes against everything that you and I live by, that it is a race. If you finish first, you win. That goes with professionalism, married life, sex life, everything. It's all a race, okay? The Bengals, on the other hand, they went out with everything that they had, and apparently they were running a marathon. It just didn't work out for them. I mean, I think they did really good in trying to keep up with that team.
1: But in the end it was just it was too much. The Chargers got this I mean too much of a lead, right? They were up twenty four, I think, to zero before. Or it was like twenty four to three. Just before the
0: half, I think.
1: Before the Bengals really started to score and make their push. It's tough to come back from that against a good team too. Not like the Chargers weren't doing anything. Uh and then they just had too many turnovers. They had a turnover, a fumble turnover for a touchdown. You can't mm-hmm. do that against the Chargers or another really good team. That's well, demoralizing shit. We'll talk about the Chargers. So think about this for a second.
0: What if the Chargers had a really good second running back to, exp- to take some of the burden off of Austin Eckler? That dude is doing everything for them right now. If they can get one more guy just to take the load off of him, 10 to 15 carries, this offense could just be explosive for a long
1: time to come. Yeah, fine hit that guy next season in the third to fourth round. They're going yeah, to be there. Oh, you're not asking a ton. Don't go out, sign somebody for 10 million plus. You're going to have two number one RBs. But no, it's not <laughs> a bad play at all. You got a good line. You got at least got a good, really great tackle. Looks like in Slater, got a lot of weapons. It's a team yeah. It's building the right way for sure.
0: Well, and we're talking about, you know, these young offenses and things like that. And like you were just talking about the, the Bengals, right? They're another one. They're putting together a, a great young offense. I mean, Burrow is out there. He's looking like he picked up where he left off last season. There was that hiccup with the knee injury because you weren't sure how he was going to play off of that. But they're coming back. My only my only fear is that they go through they go to the school of the Chiefs when it comes to how to build around your young offense, like what they did with Mahomes, where they just put everything on his shoulder and refused to give him any defensive help.
1: They seem to have a better defense. I'm worried about their offensive line. He got sacked six times. The Chargers were just back there all the time. He was having a real tough day of it for it. He still had a decent game despite of that, but he's just getting hit too many times for a guy who's coming their, off an ACL injury. Their offensive line wasn't hasn't been that bad
0: this season. They had uh, one of their starting linemen, Rife, who was out this week. So I think that plays a factor as well. When I look at the defense, though, I'm going to push back on you on this one. The defense isn't terrible, right? Their their defense is giving up I think like 23 points a C, uh, a game average, right? But that average was really dragged down by teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers twice and the Detroit Lions. Those teams, I think they scored like 10 points in those 3 games. So that really dragged down the average. But their offense is really good, and if you're asking your offense to score 33 plus points a game for you to win. That's too much. As we're seeing with Dallas some. Fuck off. Don't talk to me about that. We're not. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to lash out at you. That just happened. It came out so quick. It was like a muscle reflex. There's nothing I could do about it.
1: But I think this game shows Chargers are ahead of Cincinnati in their rebuild, which is still impressive for Cincinnati. They seem to be actually building to a team that's going to compete in how long?
0: Yeah, fuck. I mean, we could be talking about them one season from now, right? Like as a legitimate year, team. That's yeah, that's pretty wild to think about. So, fuck. We'll see what happens. Now, going to the other side of the uh of the conference, we're looking at the NFC. We're looking at the
1: Minnesota Vikings against the
0: Detroit Lions.
1: Matt, what do you have? Detroit finally got a win. I was fully anticipating. I was pretty excited to see how they were going to mess that one up. I did have money on Detroit, so I'm pretty happy they won. But I was still expecting them to lose. They drove down in the fourth quarter. They built the lead, blew it, and then they had a chance for the comeback. And they actually pulled it off for once. Holy (laughs) hell. (laughs) I
0: mean, I got to agree with you. I mean, they get their first win. Not only that, but there's the, the narrative wrapped around it of, this another horrible school shooting in the state of Michigan and watching the lions just kind of rally that city that state just for that moment to take everyone out of this tragedy was something special and that's one of the reasons you love sports
1: mm-hmm. i think there was more drama in that game than i've felt in a while just like this team that just can't lose or can't win always finds a way to lose They're coming down to a fourth down at fourth and goal play. They have to get it. And then they're able to pull it off. It was so much fun to watch. That's, again, a great thing that's awesome about like sports and football.
0: Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff,
1: who who expected
0: him to put this team on his back the way he's been playing all season, right? For him to go out there, throw the game winning touchdown on fourth down with like four seconds left. You don't, you don't expect it, but when it does happen, like you can appreciate it. And that's what it is. I appreciate this win. I think Dan Campbell is the type of uh, head coach that that city needs.
1: We've been saying they've been playing tough for a while. They just keep finding ways to lose. They often were coming down to the last drive or at least something pretty close. Like they were in games or if they were out of games, they fought back and got close. So yeah, it's exciting to see them win one, even though I was really hopeful they were going to pull the first winless season for you know the 17-game season. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, I, while this was a good win, I hate to be that dude who has to bring us all back to reality. But more than likely, this was their one of probably two wins on the season. So while this was a good win, this doesn't change the fact that that team has no talent. I mean, they've got no talent outside of TJ Hawkinson. I mean, they need a playmaker. And if you're talking about a playmaker, look on the other side of the ball. Justin Jefferson, that dude went off. He had freaking 11 receptions for 182 yards and a touchdown.
1: The Minnesota Vikings aren't afraid to feed him. They shouldn't be. He's a monster. He's awesome. He had a sensational, incredible rookie year. It's mind-boggling. It was like 1,400-some yards. Holy fuck how many yards for a rookie receiver and he's really keeping it going this year for the most part. He's still an awesome receiver. He's going to be awesome for the future. But again, we called this one. We said a couple of weeks ago, do we need to worry about Minnesota in the playoffs? We said no. I think that's going to, you know, come to fruition. <laughs>
0: I mean, If anything, this podcast has taught us, it's that we are right a lot. We just need the receipts to throw in people's faces.
1: Yeah, we're definitely going to when we're right. And we're going to ignore it when we're wrong. That's the best play you can do. Kirk Cousins, though, because they are losing, he's quietly having a very good, at least statistically wise season. Like his interceptions are much lower than usual. His turnover is much lower than usual. He threw for 340 yards and two touchdowns with zero interceptions in a losing effort. Yeah, that, I mean yeah. those are great. Those are big numbers. Yes, those are big numbers. He did get another fumble. Somebody was arguing with me on Facebook that he doesn't fumble very much. And I was trying to say, no, that's really not true. This year, it's been a little bit lower, but he's consistently on the higher end of things.
0: So because you guys can't see us, my al- my eyebrows frowned when he said that, that Cousins doesn't fumble very much. I assume this person has never watched him for more than a game, two games, because that motherfucker puts the ball on the
1: ground a lot. Going back to like 2016, he's like number two in most fumbles by a quarterback. Fumbles lost, at least. It's real high. And he hasn't always been sacked the most. Some people were trying to argue it's based on, oh, well, he's been sacked a ton. His sacks or sorry, fumbles two sacks this year, is a really high ratio. He's actually been sacked very rarely this year. He's on the lower end, like number 30th in sacked up total. But he's still fumbling at a pretty good clip. Like he's top 10 in fumbles lost. Yeah. You know, it's wild because when you think about the
0: Vikings, you think about Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, all these playmakers, right? And it seems weird that we're not talking about them as perennial playoff bound teams. And the only thing you can look at is cousins, and I don't know if it's because he's average. I don't know if it's because he's not not great, not good, not badly. I don't know what it is that is holding that
1: team back. He seems to fade whenever they need him to step up. Like he puts mm. up, we always talk about it. He puts up big numbers either in garbage time or against a bad team. Again, he played Detroit. He put up big numbers. Of course, you're going to put up big numbers against Detroit he's barely ever won against a winning team, a team that finishes at 500. He's only beaten him a handful of times out of many, many seasons. He just doesn't come through against good, tough competition or when it really matters.
0: I think also he doesn't, it doesn't help his case that he was, he's in a division with Aaron Rodgers. True. Also was with Matt Stafford for a while there. So I think that that hurts his case as well, but you're right. I mean, I, I don't I don't get it. He just he can't put it together. But enough about them.
1: Enough about Minnesota. They're fading away. All right, let's move on to some other teams. Uh Philly and the New York Jets. Talk about that one. Oh, I want an alarm
0: right now. Like I need the beep, beep beep like flashing lights everything. There is a quarterback controversy coming in Philadelphia. Now, they have their bye this week and Jalen Hurts, he's probably going to get the start. But he shouldn't.
1: There should be no reason why he gets the start. Like, what did you see? I thought it was kind of funny and maybe damning. They threw more with Minshew than they have in the last, like, five games with Hurts in a game. They barely let him throw the ball, like, for attempts-wise. Because, Mm -hmm. again, we talked about last week for the bet. Like, they hadn't gone over 200 yards in a while. They just barely (laughs) are barely throwing the ball. So they let Minshew throw more. Now it gets the Jets defense. Jets, like the Lions, have a bad defense. So maybe that's a part of it too.
0: Okay, so maybe that is a part of it, quite possibly. But that doesn't change the fact that Minshew went 20 for 25, like 240 or something like that, and two touchdowns.
1: Yeah. Like you, He got Dallas Goddard in the game. Like, holy shit. He had a 133 QB weight rating. That's damn good for anybody. Even Damn. Against the One thing I did want to point out about this Eagles team on their run of wins, they have run the ball 175 yards in the last six games. They're the last True. team to do it since I think the 85 Bears, if I read this stat right.
0: Yes, you are correct. And they're doing that with like a combination of players, right?
1: Yes. Sanders had 24. Gainwell had 12 this time. Usually there's a good... Three or four guys getting a plenty of carries. Usually a mm. lot of those are Hurts because he runs the ball now more than he throws the ball. Exactly.
0: And I think that feeds into what we've been saying before about how you protect your young quarterback or your young team by running the ball. Right. I think what's happened here is Gardner Minshew, he made the Jets respect the pass game so they couldn't afford to stack the box, which allows who? Miles Sanders to fucking eat. I think Miles Sanders ended up going for like 120 or something
1: like that. On 24 attempts for a five-yard average. That, I mean – That's huge. What more do you need? Like Jalen Hurts, he seems like an awesome guy. I
0: think the city of Philadelphia as a person, they probably love him. But as your quarterback, I hate to be him in like three weeks because you know – the Philadelphia fan base and the airwaves there are just going to be blowing up about how it needs to be Minshew's team, Minshew's turn to start.
1: Gotcha. So, and you can see the one time Philly lost, which was, you know, recent time. They lost to the Giants last week. They threw the ball 31 times. They put it on Hertz back. He only completed 14 passes. I think we mentioned it, but just bringing it up again. They asked for him to step up. He only got 129 yards and threw three interceptions. Yeah. So, If it's me,
0: if I'm Sirianni, you didn't draft Hurts. You have no loyalties to him. I wouldn't go back to him. You traded for Minshew for a reason. Give him an opportunity to show you that he can either be the guy for your system, or if he's not, he can be
1: your backup and find a guy in the offseason. Because it's just not Jalen Hurts. Speaking of young quarterbacks, what do we think of Zach Wilson at this point? I know he's on a terrible, terrible team. He had an okay ish game. It was 22-38. of For 226, two touchdowns and a pick. So, Zach Wilson,
0: there are three things that I think are going to help him. Wide receiver, running back, tight end. Those (laughs) three things could help him immensely. I'm not saying that he doesn't have talent. I think he has the ability to be a good quarterback. But there is no quarterback who can be successful with no talent around him. I just... I'm curious what's going to happen with a defensive-minded head coach, if he's going to allocate resources and draft capital into those those huge positions uh, on the offense, or if he's just going to make those secondary thoughts.
1: They have drafted, and I think they've attempted to solve wide receiver with a bunch of more like number two guys. like They yeah. have like Corey Davis, they have Jamison Crowder still left over. Uh, they did draft Elijah Moore and was it Denzel Mims recently? And those were both higher picks. So I feel like they're trying, but they haven't like fully committed to it, which, you know, if you get a really good run game going and you have a passing it, you know, a good, sorry, a good O-line, then that might be enough. Maybe get a really good tight end to go with it.
0: Yeah. But my thing is, though, if you're talking about the guys that they've tried to come in and band-aid the position at the wide receiver role, Corey Davis, he came from the Titans, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. But then from the Titans, or is that the other Corey Davis who was with the Browns?
1: No, this is the Titans, Corey Davis, who didn't really do much until they got A.J. Brown in there to take some attention off of him.
0: So he clearly is a number two who feeds in that role. So then if you're bringing him in to be your number one and Elijah Moore is your number two, that doesn't really work. I... I get where you're saying they're trying to they're trying to throw bodies at that position, but you need playmakers.
1: Well, I guess they're hoping Elijah Morseps, right? Wasn't he a first round pick? Was he no, a high second no, no. round?
0: He was a high second round pick. I want to say they used their two first round picks. Well, no, they only had one this year and it was on Elijah Vera Tucker.
1: Gotcha. That's right. Yeah, he was so, 34th pick. Second round is where we say good receivers are found. Of course, a lot of times they're going to better quarterbacks. <laughs>
0: I mean, Elijah Moore can
1: absolutely come back. He can make it. He can be
0: the guy. We just haven't seen it yet, and I don't know if it's just because of the inconsistency at the quarterback position, or if he's still trying to figure out how to transition into the NFL.
1: He started slow. He has picked up more the second half. So we'll see if that growth continues. Okay. okay. Now that we recapped last week's action, let's go over some of our thoughts and what do we see? With some of the bigger picture stuff. Like, Kyler Murray had four touchdowns. Did that solidify his MVP status? There's a couple other contenders out there. I think think
0: you're right. I think he is solidifying his status. I mean, he's got, what, 24 touchdowns total in the season. He just comes back from injury. He continues to do well. I have a hard time saying that there is another player who is doing more for his team right now.
1: You're right. I have a hard time not giving to him two. I hate saying you're right. That's why he came out (laughs) hard. Uh, He has the highest passer rating for a QB, one of the highest, if not the highest completion rating, and highest yards per attempt, which yards per attempt I love, because that means every time, whether or not it's completed or not, on average, you're still like gaining yards. So, oh, let's just throw it more, because we're gaining eight, nine yards in an attempt. Having a high one of those is one of my favorite stats.
0: I love that you brought that up, because
1: I'm bringing that up in a
0: later segment, but keep going, brother. Keep going.
1: The one thing I want to do, I like bringing the MVP back to running backs. Jonathan Taylor, who he yes. should legitimately be considered. Since October, he's rushed for an average of 117 yards a game in over one touchdown. He has a touchdown in every single game starting since October.
0: Yes, 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 he has yes. He
1: 1,300 yes. passing yards or rushing yards, over 300 receiving yards. He's going to get well over 2,000 total yards. Could get close to 2,000 rushing yards. He should be in the conversation.
0: If he keeps this pace and he's got five games left, go ahead and put his name on the MVP trophy. Because the last one to do it was Adrian Peterson, who had very similar end of season numbers. So if that happens, I'm here for it. Jonathan Taylor has been an absolute stud for the the Colts.
1: Yeah, it took him three games to figure this out, which is really what's holding him back from a real legitimate shot at 2000. He only got 50 yards. And an average the first three games he looked like a bust when i drafted him and then mm-hmm. after that it's been amazing
0: oh god they just like took the leash off of him and he's just been running crazy and it's been so fun to watch though like i'm an offensive guy i love watching the offense but watching him just out muscle outrun break through arm tackles god damn that is a beautiful sight
1: It's crazy. Now, the other person I think could have a real shot. Tom motherfucking Brady. (laughs) He is thrown for so many touchdowns this year. I
0: I want to say you're wrong. I do, because why in the fuck are we going to give him another MVP? Like, he's had it more than enough times. Give it to someone else. Like, fuck him. He can't just keep winning.
1: He's having a great season, though, and he's doing it distributing the ball to a bunch of people you can't look to like one person on that bucks team now it could be that well you're gonna make the argument he has so many weapons he has just so much available to him that it's just too easy at this point right Gronk coming back and having another great season when he's what late 30s now and it's probably yeah. early 30s but it feels that way
0: it feels like we've been talking about gronkowski for like
1: 20 years easy mm-hmm. so yeah so that I mean, that kind of pulls it down, right? Because he has so many different people to throw to But he's doing such a good job this year again. It's stupid. But can you continue to
0: reward someone for their performance when this is all they've ever shown you? Like, he's not doing more than he's done in the past. He's playing at the same great level that he always has.
1: Is the MVP about having your best season ever or about being the most valuable player in the league? And if you the most valuable player every season, then yeah, I'd give it to you. No, 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 no. Most
0: valuable player. Most valuable player to your team. I think yeah. Tom Brady is a good player and he's a great element to that team. But Kyler Murray, Jonathan Taylor, I think they've done more for their teams considering they weren't even in a postseason last year.
1: That's exactly what I was trying to say when I was bringing up the plethora of weapons he has available to him with Brady. So, thank oh, you see, for agreeing with that. There you
0: go. There you go. Okay, so. sorry. I don't agree with you often, so it felt weird and I
1: I wasn't <laughs> sure how to angle it. instinctively just was like, fuck man, you're yeah. wrong.
0: Out of pure muscle memory, I am aggressive towards you in any stance that you have. No, that's fair. So, that's I fair. I do apologize.
1: Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Now, what I'm not going to apologize for. <sighs> someone who definitely is not In MVP discussion at all this season? He was. He was. He was. It's gone. No one's bringing him up. God damn it. Is he the problem for the Cowboys or is it something else?
0: So, he, yes. Yes and no. He's partly the problem as a product of another problem. The two problems he's having right now is Kellen Moore wants the deep shot on every drive. They don't get it, so they get a three and out. That is killing that team. Their defense, do not be enamored by the turnovers. They give up a lot of big plays. And if you're giving the other team extra possessions, whether it be off of interceptions or quick three and outs, that's a problem, and that is a recipe for for failure. The other part I have, I'm just going to stop you real quick. The other part that is the problem for Dak is he's playing skittish. He does not trust his offensive line anymore. Like they've been shuffling it around so much that there is no continuity and that's affecting him.
1: This is my favorite segment so far. I think we've (laughs) ever done. Let's just continue. I'm gonna let you continue to talk about how they're the worst eight and four team that we've ever seen in history. (laughs) I you can't see my face, well you can, but I'm just in euphoria with him talking about how the Cowboys (laughs) have so many problems. But they're eight and four, which I mean, it's true though. There are eight and four team that doesn't feel like an eight and four team, do they?
0: They don't. They haven't been playing like an eight and four team. Yeah, they've got that huge run of the six and one, but after that, this is this team has come to a screeching halt. And goddammit, it, that's me banging on the table. I need Tony Pollard to be the starting running back. Ezekiel Elliott is clearly hurt. And he is not helping the team. There used to be a time when he got tackled, he would fall forward. He just didn't get negative yards. That motherfucker can't seem to get positive yards as of late. I think part of that kind of speaks to the offensive line struggles maybe. But Tony Pollard obviously has more explosiveness and more burst going through the hole than he can rip one long. As we saw on Thursday night where he had like a 50-plus yard touchdown. Like... I don't get why this is so hard for this coaching staff. Play the best players at the position. The end.
1: Exactly. I was going to say that it's as much a Ezekiel Elliott problem as a deck problem because it's taking away from Tony Pollard, who has way more burst, like you just said. So it'll be interesting to see how it's how they go forward. It's so great football. It's such a short season that three or four games changes everything about them. Washington wins four games. Now they're. The ascending team, everyone's worried about Cowboys lose three out of four games, and everyone's kind of forgotten that they're any good at all. Yeah. It doesn't feel that way. You know,
0: the Cowboys, they get a lot of credit because of the Cowboys. They've got all the names, they've got all the hype, they've got all the flash. But we also have to remember that they are playing in an awful division that someone has to win. So the fact that they're eight and four and they've got a two-game lead in the division... Should bring Cowboys fans some sort of comfort or relief, but it doesn't because with all of these names, hypes and expectations, if you get into the playoffs and you go out on the first round and you lose in the wild card, no one gives a shit. It has been a waste of a season.
1: So How many times has that happened to you guys? You haven't really made a playoff run in a good bit. Even when you had your great season a while ago, you didn't get to the Did you get to the conference championship at that one? We haven't been to a conference championship
0: since like nineteen ninety
1: five. It's been. A That's long
0: when time. we won the Super Bowl, right? The mm-hmm. last time yeah, we actually time. had a run in the in the postseason was twenty fourteen, where we beat the uh, Lions in the wild card, and then lost to the Catch No Catch Packers uh, in Lambeau. That's the last time.
1: Other you know, than that, it's always it one and done. Much of a
0: oh. run. No, that year I was wrong. No, there was the year that you and I were watching the them in the postseason where they played the Seahawks, beat them, and then they played the Rams the next week. And then the Rams ended up going to the Super Bowl that season. So that was, what, 2018-ish? Yeah, was that
1: their 13-3 and 3 season? Or is that a different
0: one? No, 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 no. That one was like a 10-6 and 6 season or something like that.
1: Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Because... I Remember, you came over. We were watching the game, they ended up winning, and I was like, Hey, you have to come back over because we can't change anything from the week that they won. And because you hate me, you were like, Oh, I've got plans. You didn't come over, and they promptly lost.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, that was 2018. Yeah, they lost to the Rams in the division game, division week. Yeah, look at their playoff history. It's just a lot of wildcard losses, like a lot of them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know what to expect from the season. I don't see us making the Super Bowl, especially with the way our offense is playing right now. And that is very disheartening for me.
1: It's, I mean, as a 6 0 1 team, like when you win that many times in a row, you start really thinking about Super Bowl, don't you? Like you start to be like, man, this team could do whatever. They can't lose. And then it all came crashing down hard. Very quickly. About as hard very, very as quickly. I am right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is all the Broncos' fault. As soon as they lost to the Broncos, the wheels just fucking fell off. I just.
1: Thank you, Broncos. Thank fuck you, Corey. Off Thank
0: you, Broncos. Fuck off, Broncos. I'm not going to say fuck you, Corey, but I'm thinking it. I'm thinking <laughs> it. Loudly. <laughs> all right. Anyway, moving on to a, a better topic. Mm. Have we seen the best of Jimmy Garoppolo this last week?
1: I think that's his <clears throat> ceiling, right? He had a real good game against. Not a very good Seahawks defense, to be honest. 299, two touchdowns, two interceptions. That's like the best Jimmy G you're going to get. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, in looking at it, where I'm going to circle back to what you were saying about yards per attempt, right? Looking at his numbers, his yards per attempt, he's roughly eight yards an attempt. So that's not to say he's not pushing the ball, but the elite pass rushers, I'm sorry, the elite passers. They're looking at 12 to 13 yards an attempt. So I think you're right. This is the best that Jimmy Garoppolo has to offer. And as a 49ers fan, you're okay with it because you know you have Trey Lance on the wings.
1: At least you hope so, you're okay with it with Trey
0: Lance. We haven't seen a whole lot from him yet. That's true. That's true. I mean, but th- that's the one thing that uh, NFL fans love in the NFL itself is we love the unknown. We love the idea of the guy behind the door.
1: Yeah, number when we two don't know quarterback anything about him. is always our favorite quarterback, typically.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yes, this is the best that Jimmy G has to offer, and there's got to be a team out there that just needs an average quarterback as their backup. So he's going to find a job somewhere else.
1: Yeah, if he's willing to accept that role, take a reduced contract, you know, unfortunately we've seen too many of these guys who are like, no, I don't want to pay. Play for a couple million dollars while the rest of us would be, you know, happily giving our left nut to get a couple million dollars. Dude, I'm willing to give up a left nut for a basket of Cheddar
0: Bay biscuits from Red Lobster. So, a couple million bucks. Well,
1: some of us with fully functioning nuts. Okay,
0: my balls do work. Okay, but I just made the decision not to load the chamber anymore.
1: You're firing don't. I think (laughs) that counts as not working. (laughs) It basically, your dick no longer works.
0: Okay, to all of the listeners out there who have undergone the same life-changing and weight-disappearing just operation that I had, you hear what Matt is saying about you? He's saying that we no longer count as men. That our penises have just become purely cosmetic. I think at this point we hate him. At least I do, and I'm speaking for everyone else. Yes, we hate Matt more than anyone else.
1: I assumed everybody already did. (laughs) (laughs) That's a safe assumption.
0: (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Then that will kind of bring us into our last segment of this part. What the hell is going on with the Chiefs offense?
1: It's sloppy. I think it's sloppy as fuck. Like They have so many drop passes that lead to interceptions. I haven't counted all of them, but I feel the vast majority of Mahomes interceptions, which he has a lot this year, especially for him come off of either like tipped passes by the receiver or them just catching it and then bobbling it away. It's just a lot of sloppy play. Yeah. I
0: think the NFL has figured out how that offense works after four years. You double Kelsey and you roll coverage towards Tyreek Hill. Make the other guys try to beat you.
1: They have no one else to beat
0: you. Yeah. I, I think that's the, really the only thing. I mean, don't, Don't take this as us saying that the Chiefs are a bad team. They're not a Mm -hmm. bad team. They can easily fix this problem. I don't know if it can be fixed within the season. But offseason, you can bring in other guys to help be role players like they did with Sammy Watkins, right?
1: Like You can do this.
0: But right now, I just say they're
1: missing mm -hmm. Sammy Watkins a lot. They're missing somebody else that you can throw to consistently. They Mm -hmm. need a number two guy. Probably someone you can just draft, right? Like in a second, third round pick or maybe a a cheap veteran, a guy again.
0: Yeah, I think if you go the the veteran route, that's probably your best bet. You don't have to worry about a guy trying to build his teeth in an offense or try to make his mark. Bring in a guy who already can be an established contributor from day one. No one you have to coach up.
1: That makes sense. We're seeing a lot of veteran receivers really kind of extend their career as the third, fourth down options. AJ Green doing with the Cardinals, uh, Randall Cobb. He's had oh, some yeah. pretty good games with the Packers. So yeah. you're not asking them to carry the team. You're just asking them to kind of use that veteran savvy to find some holes and be a check down receiver, third option in these offenses. Just, you know, someone to a safe one to go to. So I think you could probably find that for relatively cheap. Not that they have any money. <laughs> Accurate. All right. Well, let's look on to next week. Let's start looking at who we just talked about. Kansas City versus Las Vegas.
0: I think that this is a game that Las Vegas needs. I believe that Kansas City is the better team, but I think the Vegas the Vegas Raiders pull out the win.
1: So Las Vegas fans are going to hate me. I disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going to love me, aren't they? I'm going Kansas City. So Kansas City fans are going to me. I got all confused. My beautiful mind got all tangled up inside. <laughs> I think Kansas City is going to keep winning, keep their streak going. LV continues their fade into oblivion.
0: Well, you weren't wrong, though, because Vegas fans are going to love you because you're always wrong. So since you picked the, uh, the Chiefs to win, they're obviously going to lose.
1: But who called New England to win last night? That was really? me. that's
0: that was what you're gonna hold oh, on to?
1: Hey, that and the Vikings being the Chargers. Two <laughs> big claims to fame. Yeah, I rolled with New England that had won like six games in a row. That was a bold call.
0: I mean, I I thought that the Buffalo Bills were gonna pull that game out. That was the weirdest game I've ever watched.
1: They had a real chance to. They've outplayed them like yards wise. They just had some really badly timed turnovers. I think they had one in there on the 30, like when they're about to score. Yeah. Now it's such a close game. Any points would have really changed it.
0: Like how, how demoralizing does it have to be for a defensive coordinator to know that this, that Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels basically ran the same four plays and just changed the direction and they just were gashing you like, oh, that
1: hurts. This shows the modern NFL defense though. Like the Buffalo has a good, our defense built for passing and we can see they can't stop the run. That's why I've been trying to say, like, take advantage of that for teams that don't have a quarterback. If You don't have a great one yet. Take advantage of these teams that are just trying to stop the pass and just run over them.
0: Yeah. You're not wrong there, but we're getting off topic here, people. Okay. Next game that we're looking for is Arizona Cardinals, Los Angeles Chargers. I'm sorry, Los Angeles Rams. My bad.
1: Two LA teams. I think Arizona keeps it going. They're back. They got their key players in Murray and Hopkins healthy. I think they're going to beat the Rams, who have been kind of inconsistent as of late.
0: Okay. Here comes Matt Ball coming through. 0-2, it seems, because it's going to be the Rams winning this week. While I've been very harsh on Matt Stafford up to this point, I think this is a game where he can come out and show and put a stamp on his season to let the uh, the rest of the NFL know that the Rams can hang with anybody.
1: Have they proven to be able to do that yet? No, Never, but this they is exactly
0: it. why. This is exactly why.
1: I don't know. Obviously, I don't agree because I took in Arizona, so I'm going to be two and zero. You'll be zero and two. I'm actually just. I want to throw this back. I'm counting last week. I'm three and one because I tricked everybody. I tricked the universe taking Las Vegas. I said, Washington, oh no, I'm going to change my mind. I'm only bringing that up because you may see some of that trickeration in the future. (laughs) That is not how it works. Okay, you don't get to play
0: 4D chess while the rest of us are playing checkers. No, 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 no. You don't get the credit for thinking like two steps ahead and saying, oh, this team's actually going to win, but they're really going to lose because I suck at picking the winners. No, you don't
1: get that credit. Nice. You're you're one in three. Washington won, so I'm going to get the credit, I think, regardless. <laughs> All right. Well, then
0: we'll jump ahead since we're already talking about Washington. Dallas, Washington football team. Go ahead, Matt.
1: All right. So watch what I do here and see the results at the end of the week. Well, after the end of the game, I'm going to pick Dallas to win. Huh.
0: Matt, can you elaborate on why you've chosen the Dallas Cowboys to win?
1: I'm going to just, as we've talked about, I'm going to trick the universe (laughs) into having Washington then win. It's been working. I've been picking. Well, it worked one week, right? But I've been wrong as of late, usually. So I'm tricking the universe. I know what I really think, but I can't say it out loud because then the universe will know. This isn't like a birthday wish
0: where you can't say it out loud and it doesn't come true. It's almost exactly that. You don't understand. <laughs> same, it would take too long to explain all us. Oh, got you.
1: Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. But well, then, uh, uh, go ahead, please. I was just going to say the easiest way for a simple mind as yourself to understand <laughs> would be like a birthday wish. That's why you can't use it. You don't understand it.
0: <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> I'm going to be much more transparent with our listeners. I believe that the Washington football team will win because I think they're playing better complimentary football at the right time.
1: I think you're a secret Washington fan. This is a couple times in a row. Now you picked Washington. You just shit all over, like completely shit all over Dallas earlier this podcast. Now you picked Washington again. Why don't you just come out and say it? Just let everyone know how you truly feel about washington nope
0: no no see, no okay
1: i take I great joy in, in being
0: right that that's right. where it comes from no you don't see anything in these black steely eyes there is nothing here but let sadness and shame
1: to all the listeners you can just see it in wit space how much he wants to say his true feelings but he's holding it back remember this is a safe space you can say it you can let everyone know
0: you know what you're right i'm gonna let everybody know fuck you I can I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> all right. Then our last game. I think this is going to be a really good game to watch. Buffalo versus
1: Tampa Bay. I hope so. We thought that about New England and Buffalo. We're like, oh, this is going to be a great game. And then the wind messed that all up. This one has a lot more chance. I think I'm being an exciting, awesome game. I'm going to go Tampa. I don't trust Buffalo anymore. They had all my trust at the beginning of the season. They have lost all of it. I'm going Tampa.
0: I'm right there with you. For no other reason than exactly what you said. Buffalo, I thought, was the best team in the NFL four weeks ago. But at this point, I I don't think so anymore. It's obvious they have a problem stopping the run. And Leonard Fournette has been on a bit of a tear. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay as well. So So, there you go, Matt. At least you know you're going to get one win or one right this week.
1: uh, Typically when we pick the same team. I haven't done the research, but I feel like we're about a hundred percent right those times. That seems right. So put that number all seems of accurate. Money on Tampa, all of it. Ah, my microphone fell yeah. <laughs> down.
0: He's so excited. He's talking with his hands and just giving all fucks to the wind about all of his equipment.
1: I got real excited for that one. So yeah, put it all down. Go Tampa. Okay. All right. Well, then that brings us to
0: our last segment which is always the favorite. And this week, I didn't pre-display it to you. So you're going in cold and going in blind. Ah, see, I'm giving you a a wild card here.
1: Okay. I'm going to steal the one that you put down then. Well, that's not the (laughs) one you're saying now, (laughs) because I was busy and forgot. (laughs) So,
0: which team
1: do you think has more
0: interceptions in the game? Okay. The Chiefs. Or the Raiders
1: so which team catches will have
0: will have will have more interceptions or which team throws more no no which team has more. get has the interceptions uh more they playing? They playing they're team? playing the Chiefs are playing the Raiders oh, okay. both of those quarterbacks have an affinity for turning the ball over so which defense gets more interceptions
1: Ooh, I'm gonna go the Raiders are gonna get more interceptions Okay. They haven't gotten a lot this year. They did get, I think, one or two, even though they dropped the game-winning interception against Washington.
0: Oh, Trevon Waring, motherfucker.
1: Oh, that was amazing. But the Chiefs' oh. juju has just been off, so I think they'll end up tipping some up, and then the Raiders will get them.
0: All right. All right. Well, then we're going to go with the Raiders having more interceptions.
1: They will okay. intercept the ball more. All right. All so right. piggybacking kind of off of that same theme. I'm stealing your idea. Or maybe you just pre-wrote it for me to be nice. Big Ben (laughs) against Minnesota. Lamar Jackson against Cleveland. Who throws more interceptions?
0: Hmm. I'm going to go Big Ben. Big Ben throws two interceptions, I'd say. Oh, you're going to put a number down on it. I'm even putting a number on it. I am that confident. Okay? I see your beautiful mind, and I raise you Einstein-level accuracy. That's me right now.
1: Oh? Gotcha, that is good to know. I'm gonna go put all my money on Big Ben on the over for interceptions. There you put go. It on I'm telling
0: you, I feel like I'm behind in the predictions in the bets, so I'm throwing out some extra stuff, hoping that gets me extra credit, like on a test.
1: Gotcha. I hey, if that comes true, once we figure out how to score all this different stuff, we'll give you like <laughs> a extra half of a credit point. If that depending
0: right. on how- Depending on how far I am behind, that will dictate how (laughs) important this extra credit is and what it's weighted. Possibly. Okay, I'm not saying no to
1: it. I know your Jamar Chase under is not looking good. It's
0: going well. It is swimming right now. It is doing just fine.
1: Waddle's having a good season, but I took the under on like 1,100 yards. You set that pretty high. So I'm feeling okay about that one. Yeah, about that about that god damn it but he has what 850 yards I, like I mean that's, that's a, still good that's, that's a, a still really good good season and there's still quite a few games left yeah there's still so I he mean, might hit that actually what that's 300 yards right yeah about maybe 250 for 1100
0: yeah uh, jalen waddle if you're hearing this give matt the uh the big old fuck you and get those 300 yards for me i appreciate he's that he's
1: gotten 220 in the last two games oh yeah Oh yeah, Hit the 100 mark until two weeks ago. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to back that up with 90 yards. You got this, buddy. This is is perfect. This is exactly what I want. (sighs) All right. Well, with that, I think that concludes another fun episode of the Delay of Game podcast. Thanks for joining us.
0: For sure. For sure, man. This one was awesome. As always, guys, don't be afraid to reach out to us on Twitter at Delay of Game Pod. We respond to everything. We will talk shit to you. We have no problem bringing in your friends and family to laugh at you, to show how wrong you are. So
1: please feel free to put yourself on display for us. Yeah. If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to rate us on wherever you're listening to. Tell your friends about us. Tell everybody. Let's this. tell your
0: doctors, tell your, your landlords, your janitors, your, you know, gynecologists, ophthalmologists, colonoscopists, all of them. Just be like, Hey, you ever heard of delay a game podcast? No. Let me put you onto this. Boom. They'd be, that's all they need from you.
1: Yeah. Do them a favor. Let them know to listen. And then also, get on Twitter and interact with us. We're totes of fun. Toads yeah. of fun. Loads of fun.
0: That Well, totes, loads, I'm good with both. All right. Well, that's it for me. Bye. Take it easy, guys. Bye.